0: hello everybody and welcome to let's talk diz a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your disney vacation as magical as it can be in just around 15 minutes i'm your host jeff coviello and with me each week is disney master sandy from easy diz by instant impressions travel services sandy how are you today
1: I'm doing great.
0: Jeff, how are things with you? I'm doing good. Uh, I, full disclosure, today we are going to talk about a topic that I am very much uh, in the dark about, and so I thought that it would be a great time to lean on our Disney Master and explain it to you. Uh, like a lot of our audience, I am an East Coast guy, and so I spend most of my Disney destination planning in uh, Orlando, Florida. I spend very little time in Anaheim, and by very little, I mean none. So I think it's important to discuss the difference between FastPass, which us Orlando folks are familiar with, with MaxPass, which is the Disneyland version of something like fast pass with a little bit of differences that I think it's important for anybody who lives on the East coast and might be thinking of traveling there or anybody that lives on the West coast that's thinking of traveling to the East coast. I just think it's a cool idea to break down the differences between the two services. So are you ready?
1: I'm ready, but I have to get this out of the way, Jeff. Sure. We're going to have to work on that. You know, (laughs) Disneyland is the original park. It's where Walt walked and you're missing out. We're going to have to get you. Out west soon.
0: I don't, I don't doubt that.
1: I just. I, I. think I need my kids to be
0: a little bit older before <laughs> we take them on that kind of a long flight. But I, I'm with you. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's break it down for those people that don't know what we're talking about. Give us a quick, I guess, breakdown of FastPass, MaxPass, go to town. The floor is yours,
1: Disney. Awesome. Max. So I'm going to give you two definitions. And I'm going to start with Disney's definition, which is that it's a ride reservation system To save you time standing online,
0: that's fair. I can I can buy into that.
1: (laughs) But now I'm going to give you my definition. All right, it's a system to disperse the crowds, and those who know what the crowds are like will save their time online. So your fast pass or max pass selections need to be used strategically, and it's kind of hard for me to say to people, you know. You're on vacation, but we've got to strategize because you just told me you're waiting for your kids to be older to take that long plane ride. If I said to you, Jeff, I can get you a fast pass and you're going to wait online no more than 10 minutes to get on this ride. But if you didn't have a fast pass, your wait for something like flight of passage generally is going to be between an hour and a half, and two and a half hours. Would you find that ten minute wait to be a savings? Uh,
0: yes, tremendously. Yes, absolutely.
1: But but what if I got you that fast pass for Mickey's Fill Her Magic, which typically has about an eight minute wait, and the only reason it has an eight minute wait is you've got to wait for the next movie to start. Would you find that to be a big savings?
0: No, it's a wasted fast pass.
1: Wasted fast pass, and that's why I think it's made to disperse the crowds so those that know what they're planning can make it work.
0: You're right, and I will say this um, fast pass has absolutely changed the game. Uh, my wife and I, before we had children, were in Walt Disney World anywhere from three to four times a year, and we had a flow, we knew how to handle the parks, we knew how to maximize our time. And then when fast pass really kind of came in, in the way that it is now that we see it screwed with what we had. It really, really did. And I think it's exactly to do the things that you were talking about. It disperses the crowd and probably overall helps more people have a a more robust and full vacation, is my guess.
1: It does. So it is a ride reservation. It is a one-hour window to go to that ride. And now I'm going to just take a minute and break down basically your couple of differences. So East Coasters, Walt Disney World fans, Fast Pass, you have the option to make those reservations electronically in your My Disney Experience app 60 days prior to arrival for up to a 10-day stay if you are an on-site guest. That window is going to open at 7 a.m. as long as your resort reservation is linked in. Make your reservations for your whole week and you're good to go. I will tell you, some of those super popular rides Flight of Passage, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Slinky Dog Dash, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, those right now are top four. Those Fast Passes tend to be gone within five to ten minutes on day one. So for non-Walt Disney World guests who can't make their Fast Pass reservations till 30 days prior to arrival, those top attractions, and those are going to be your longest waits in the park, tend to be off limits to you they're sold out even though there's no fee for fast pass it's capacity controlled and they're gone so you lose that big savings and as much as i hate to say time is money on vacation time is money on vacation because it's the value of your ticket and ladies you can relate to me for a second here it's the value of patience of your spouse less time online makes for happier family vacations. More time online, you tend to have some grumpier times. So 60 days in advance for your whole stay if you're on site, 30 days in advance, one day at a time making those reservations. So getting up every day at 7 a.m. for an off-site guest, it's one of the great hidden values of being an on-site guest
0: and it's um, And it's one of those great values of of working with a company like yours who are, who you can say to them, "I'm looking for x, y, and Z," and you have people that are constantly monitoring to make sure if that thing opens up, they can slide the the guests that's in.
1: That's correct, and for us, we also do a fast pass planning kit for all of our guests. We send you park maps along with our guide for fast passes. It's got, we break things down into five different categories. It recommends which ones are going to be your biggest time savers. Right in our guide, it tells you which rides have height restrictions. Nothing worse than using one of your fast passes and getting to the ride and finding out your child's three inches too short. So A, you've now got a crying child because you should have avoided that ride altogether. And B, you've wasted your fast pass. Once you've done those fast pass planning, you're done till you get to the park. Use all three of your fast passes. You can go on to the app or to one of the kiosks, get a fourth one, ride that fourth ride. You can now get a fifth fast pass, ride that fifth one, you can get a sixth one all day long. Again, value of an on-site guest, you're gonna get earlier fast pass time. So you're gonna get better rides and more fast passes in a day than an off-site client who might not find their first fast pass till one or two in the afternoon. So that's our Walt Disney World guests. And here's where their things are going to get a little different on the West Coast, and then we'll come back together and how it all works the same. On the West Coast, it's still kind of back in the day of what most people remember of Walt Disney World. It's the paper fast passes. You have to go to the attraction, put each person's ticket in, and you get that paper return time. I used to be what we called the runner in my family. Everybody gave me their park ticket. I was the only one that went to the machines. They would start walking somewhere. I'd run to our next attraction, grab our fast passes, and return. That's how California still works, unless you opt for Max Pass. Disneyland's a smaller park. We've got two parks out there. Most of our guests do Disneyland in two to three days versus the five to seven of Walt Disney World. So they have Max Pass. You can still get the paper Fast Passes. Those are free. Or you can buy Max Pass. It's $15 per person per day. And it's a combination of Fast Pass and Memory Maker. So instead of running around the park, you can get your Fast Passes on the app. And you're going to get all your ride photos. Only difference besides that with California is there is no advanced planning to it and it's one at a time. So as you said, you haven't made it out West yet, but a lot of times when we have clients who are planning last minute or looking for a little bit of a slower pace, Disneyland is awesome for that. You can plan a trip to Disneyland two weeks out. You haven't missed your fast pass window. There's still great dining reservations to get to. So, when you need that last minute Disney fix, Disneyland is definitely the spot to go.
0: Perhaps you do want to do a day trip if you are part of our audience that's listening on the West Coast and you want to go there and you still want the pictures and you still want to get on your attractions when you want to, but you do have a dinner reservation that's off property and you want to hit there. You know, the Max Pass would be a nice little purchase for you.
1: And so. A family of four doing what you're suggesting in California is sixty dollars. It gives them that electronic fast pass. They would still get paper fast pass if they didn't buy it, and all their photos for sixty dollars. So it does price pretty similar to our one day option just for the photo pass at Walt Disney World.
0: Okay, so I wanna go back to FastPass. You bet. Let's say that we go there, and you and I are going together, and it's a lovely trip, and we're in the Magic Kingdom, and we've gone on uh, two of our rides. We've gone on Peter Pan and Small World, and we still have the, the, the mine train to go, but now we can make some more FastPass reservations. So uh, what, can we just hop over to Epcot and book a fast pass
1: over there? So it kind of depends on the scenario you gave me. You can make that fourth fast pass. Once you've scanned in on that third one. So you said we still had Mind Train to go. If we haven't already scanned at the Mind Train entrance, we can't get our fourth.
0: Oh, okay. I understand.
1: But if we've scanned in, but we haven't hopped on the ride yet, we can. And that's one of the advantages to really kind of knowing your app versus having to get, you know, wait till you get off and go to a kiosk. Once you've used all three of those fast passes, yes. Yes. Anything is fair game. So after those three, you're going to get one at a time, regardless of which coast you're on. And you can get it in the same park or a different park.
0: Okay. So that's an interesting thing. So once we've finished our three, if we were to go ahead and schedule our three fast passes early in the morning and we got through them, we could then, in theory, go to another park and schedule a fast pass in a different park.
1: You bet. And one of the things that I like about it, I have to say, I'm a Disney purist, I don't do change well. This pre-planning was not something I was a big fan of, just personally putting my business aside.
0: Me either, sister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But when you really look at it, it's awesome. Because I'm going to share two things with you that we share with all of our guests that make it awesome in my mind. If I said to you, Jeff, You can only do three rides tomorrow on your trip. What three do you want to be? It guarantees that you get to do your top three things. Where with the paper fast passes, there was no guarantee you'd get on anything. And you did a lot of running around. So I'm guaranteeing you your top three choices. I'm starting you with great magic, getting what you want. The second thing is, Disney has a slogan. The longer you stay, the cheaper to play. And so what that means is, although day one of your ticket, if you just went to Walt Disney World for a day, you might pay between $110 and $130 for the day. Once you get over four days, the additional days are 9 to $14 a day. So we have a lot of clients whose flights land at maybe noon, 1, 2 o'clock, and they're like, I'll just take the five-day pass." the five-day ticket. And I'll say to them, you know what? For your family of four, for an extra $38, we're going to add that six-day ticket and you're going to get three more fast passes. And the old theory, when you had those paper fast passes, if you arrived at Magic Kingdom at three o'clock in the afternoon, good luck. You're not getting much of anything for a fast pass. But with this pre-planning, You can arrive at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and knock out three mountains. You are guaranteed that time. 4 o'clock Space Mountain, 5 o'clock Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, 6 o'clock Big Thunder Mountain even though you weren't there at park opening to grab those fast passes. So it's all about looking at it a little differently. It gives you some great opportunity.
0: All right. So there is a little bit of change that's going on right now. And as we both agreed that we're not all that great with change, but let's talk about the concept of boarding groups because it is changing the way we handle our planning.
1: So right now they're testing out boarding groups for, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance, and this again is on both coasts. And I look at it like a bonus fast pass with a little bit more work behind it and a little bit more anxiety to be honest. Boarding groups are available day of only and everybody in your party who wants to be able to ride needs to be in the park. So That again, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we're talking Hollywood Studios and the original Disneyland Park both have Galaxy's Edge. At park opening, you're going to open your app regardless of which coast you're on. And there is a big button right there for Galaxy's Edge and it says join a boarding group. Hit that button, you're given a boarding group. Unlike a fast pass with a return time, this is a boarding group number. So today boarding group 40 might be at noon and tomorrow boarding group 40 might be at 10 a.m. And the next day it might be at 2 p.m. It all depends on how well the day is going for that ride. And so, and so, so
0: just just to jump in real fast too, like anything you had, any we talked about this when we did our, our show number two about Galaxy's Edge. But how do you think that these boarding this boarding group concept is changing mm-hmm. how we handle FastPass? I guess that's that's the million dollar question.
1: I'm not sure it's changing how we handle FastPass. I think it's changing a little bit more how we handle planning.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, how?
1: Because I have some clients who would say to me, you know what, there's six things I want to do in Hollywood Studios. And I have a couple of clients who are huge Epcot fans. They go to Epcot every night of their trip for dinner. And so they know whatever park I'm in, I need to leave by 5 o'clock so I can make that 6.30 reservation over in Epcot. Now, I tell people, if if riding Rise of the Resistance is your priority, you have to commit to Hollywood Studios for the entire day. Because the park could open at 8, and at 8.01, you could get boarding group 20, which is going to be called before noon. Or at 8.01, you could get boarding group 110, which might not get called till 8 o'clock at night. So it kind of changes the planning versus a regular fast pass. Because you just, you don't know when you're going to get called.
0: And it's, and it's something that people definitely want to do, right? They're testing this with an attraction that's incredibly popular.
1: It is so immersive. I had an opportunity to ride it. I was very impressed by all the different technologies and ride systems. And I will tell you, maybe we'll even share a picture in our show notes. It is new. It just opened December 2019, so new always brings a line, but I will tell you our other new attractions, Slinky Dog Dash and Pandora Flight of Passage. Um, Pandora's Flight of Passage is still the longest wait time on property. It averages about 90 minutes, but I've seen it go up to 250 minutes Christmas week. Slinky Dog Dash, also typically 90 to 120-minute wait. So um, Rise the Resistance, super popular. If you're going for that ride and the park opens at 8, I'm going to tell you that you want to be to the park no later than 7. And I can share pictures with you on an average Wednesday morning, not a holiday week, not the week the ride opened. An hour before a park opening, there were thousands of people there. Um, my only complaint with the boarding groups, and I use the word sell out even though there's no extra fee, they sell out quick. The boarding groups have been selling out in 7 to 15 minutes, and the backup groups on average sell out in under 45 minutes. Boarding groups are guaranteed a ride. Backup boarding groups will get a ride, If everything goes smoothly.
0: Let's wrap this one up. What do we need to know that we haven't already heard?
1: I think the one thing we didn't touch on, and this is Walt Disney World specific, three out of the four parks, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios work with a tier system. So the most popular rides are all tier one, and you can only get one of those in advance. So If you're in Hollywood Studios, you can't get a fast pass for Slinky Dog Dash and Smuggler's Run and the new Mickey and Minnie's Railroad. You can only get a fast pass for one of those. Same over in Epcot and Animal Kingdom. So planning with your tiers is important. And I would say one of the big benefits I think we give our guests is we tell you which rides are always going to have the long lines and which have the short lines. We're going to help you pre-plan those three, but then when it comes to picking number four, you want to know which one should you pick next, who's got the longest line, and while I'm waiting for that next fast pass window to approach, we also give you a list of who has the shortest line so you know where to pop in. Unfortunately, while it is vacation, a little planning is going to go a long, long way to bringing some extra magic.
0: Sandy, thanks for taking the time to explain these things to us. I think it's invaluable for somebody that's planning a trip on either coast.
1: Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a great week, everyone.
0: That's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.